Hey, I'm Phil. Thanks for checking out this message today. We're glad you're here and we would love to get connected with you and your family. So one easy way that you can do that is to text River Connect to 97000. You can also visit our website at theriverchurch.cc to learn more about us and some upcoming events. Lastly, if you would like to give to the River Church today, you can text the amount that you want to give to 84321 or you can head to our website and click the Give tab at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Good evening, everybody. How are we? Good to, good to see you. Glad to be here. Pastor Justin is sick, as Pastor Roy said. So they sent out a text to all the location pastors. Hey, can anybody cover Tuesday night? And I want to tell you, I, I love covering Tuesday night. So I was like, sure, I'm in. And uh, love, love to be here with you and excited to be here. Uh, it is interesting to me. I, one transparent with you. It's interesting to stand up on Tuesday night to preach the Word of God. I love doing that. I'm the location pastor here. Uh, but I never grew up in an addiction family. I, I haven't struggled with addiction myself. I'm on like 44 years clean, all right? So, and, and if you look, that, that, that's okay. Anyways, try to make a joke. Uh, but, but I haven't. It hasn't been, you know, I didn't grow up in the family that wasn't in my home. And and so I find it interesting, and you may think, well, pastor didn't, like, your family didn't struggle with it? Oh, oh, no, family struggled with it. My dad was an addict, but what's amazing is the Lord saved my dad, like, transformed his life. And you say, well, it, you, you said you didn't grow up in your family, right? So my dad came to know the Lord when he was 32 years old, and like eight years later, I came along. I had a transformed family. It was completely different. It was, a, it was a new life because my dad truly came to know the Lord as his Savior. And it changed his life. And man, I come along and like, because of that blessing, because of the life change, man, my life changed, which is so awesome. And so that's why I love coming and speaking to you because I know what the Lord can do and I know what the Lord does and the power of the Lord. And so I am just blessed to be here tonight to share with you, to go to God's word. It's, it's so important. So tonight I want to talk to you about a word. Uh, 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 I guess I could say a famous addiction word. I want to talk to you about the word relapse. Now, I know you may look and go, you just explained to me that you haven't gone through addiction and you want to talk to me about relapse. Are these lights flickering like crazy? Oh, maybe if I stomp, is it that kind of light? All right, I know they'll get them fixed. Um, but I want to talk to you about, about, about relapse. Now, again, you may be saying, but you, ha- you haven't dealt with that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to talk to you tonight about Christian relapse. Now, when I say the word relapse, the, the word just means to fall back into a former state. So tonight I want to talk to you about relapse because when we come to know the Lord, if you've come to know the Lord, life changes. The Bible uses terms like old man and new man. The Bible uses terms like being born again, becoming dark to light. It just uses words that totally change the lights. No, that, that change your life. You guys want to just kill those lights and turn on the mercury vapors and let's just do this thing. Can we do that? Just kill them. Because there, and then turn on the big lights in here, and we'll be good to go. There we go. We'll go old school. 
because I'm a little distracted person. I don't know if you know that. So the whole time I'm preaching, I'll be like, what's going on back here? And then I'll have to continue preaching. So Christian relapse. What I'm talking about is to slide back to the old way of life. So I'm a Christian, and I know you may sit there like, yeah, you're a pastor, but you don't know. I'm a Christian that I have been saved by Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross, he has changed my life. I am a new man, not because of what I've done, but because of what Christ did on the cross. It's given me a new life. But here's the deal. Even though I have the new man, I still have this flesh that can draw me back to that old way of life. It can draw me back to the, to the old man, to the old ways. So, so being a Christian, I don't want to fall back to those things. And, and we can talk about, it could be addiction, but it also can be fall back into being a liar. Or fall back into to being a cheat, fall back to being a jerk of a husband. But I can fall back to those things and I don't want to do that. I want to stay on the course that the Lord has for me. I don't want to relapse to the old ways. And so there's, there's Christian relapse. And I don't want to do that. So tonight I want to talk to you about what does the Bible say that helps us to go, you, you don't have to fall back to, to the old man. You don't have to fall back to the old ways. That God has a new way, a new path, a new life, and he gives you strength to walk down that path. So many times... You know, I'm, I'm called uh, in, in the River Church the practical pastor. Like, I, I just, I like to be practical. I like to give you things that you can go, okay, what can I take today? And I walk out this door, and I get in my car, and I start driving, and somebody cuts me off. How does this practically apply? Or tomorrow at work. So, so, so tonight, I want to talk to you about tools that if you know the Lord is your Savior, you don't fall back to the old way. And so some practical things, so real basic, but the first one is this, and I can't. The first one is a tool the Bible tells us to not be a relapsing Christian is the Bible tells us that we need to get strong. Like, like we, we, need to, we need to become strong in our walk with the Lord. Now, my son, he's 13 years old. He's a middle school kid. He is growing. Uh, he's in that, like, uh, like three days ago, he was this tall, and now four days later, he's like that. Like, he's just growing like a weed. And, and one of the things I pray for my son is I want him to be strong. I, I, I want him to be strong. Now, when I say strong, I'm not talking about I want him to sit on the bench and put up 225 six times. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I pray, Lord, May my son be strong in you. And one of the verses I think of when I pray that for my son is in 1 John chapter number 2. In 1 John chapter number 2, the writer gives us this illustration. He, it, it's beautiful. He walks you through. He says, he brings up a little child. And then he brings up the image of a young man. And then he brings up the image of an older man. And he walks you through. And the picture here is when you first come to know the Lord, you're a newborn in the Lord. You're, you're young and you're excited, but you're still new. You're still learning to walk and talk and learning about God's word and learning how to be strong in him. And then the Bible says, but there are some of you who are young men. And it uses this illustration, a picture, right? You think of those young men at the gym working out and they're just, they're just man, they got muscles on muscles. They're strong. And so the Bible here uses the term young men 
It's in verse, chapter 2, verse 14. He says, I write to you, young men, because you are strong. So, so how are you strong? It says this, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. And I love this. Because it's a picture of being strong in the Lord. What's being strong in the Lord? To be strong in the Lord is to be strong in the word of God. And if we know the word of God, it gives us strength to do what? To overcome the evil one. The Bible brings us to this point over and over again. To to be strong in the Lord. So you may ask, well, how do I do that, Pastor? I've been trying to be strong. How, how, how am I strong? Well, you got to work out. Well, the Bible says this. Ready? Ready? Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. It says work out. Got this verse? Up there? Philippians chapter 2. Therefore. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only is in my present, but much more in my absent. What's it say? I told you the Bible says work out. It says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, I love this verse because this verse freaks people out. Because some people read this and wait. So you're saying, Pastor, I have to work for my salvation? Like, like I got to worry. And if I mess up and I fall down, I'm going to lose my No, I, it didn't say work for your salvation. It says work out your salvation. See, we know if you're in here and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, we know we don't work for our salvation. What Jesus did on the cross is enough, right? Christ came. We know that we're not saved by our works, but according to what he did. As you keep reading Philippians, you'll find very clearly that we don't rely on ourselves for salvation. We rely on Christ Jesus. You keep reading, it says we put no confidence in our human effort but only because of the righteousness of Jesus and him going to the cross and dying on the cross and rising again. The Bible says, if we believe in him, we shall be saved. So we know salvation is not by works. So if you're here, you may go, then then what does it mean to work out your salvation? Well, it's talking about being strong in your salvation. See, when you think about salvation, I want you to think about three different ways. First, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that, that happened in the past, didn't it? For me, I accepted Jesus Christ in my past. My past, you know what happened? I was saved. I received the salvation of the Lord. It's a new life. It's a new man. And you know what's even awesome? One day the Lord's coming back, and I will go and receive the salvation of the Lord. The Lord comes back. I will be with the Lord for eternity. I'll, I'll receive sal- right, that salvation. So we think about salvation. It's, it's in the past. It's what the Lord did. He saved me. And then it's in the future because the Lord's coming back. But the Bible also talks about salvation in the present. And it's speaking of working out our salvation that we grow in our salvation. So this is what I pray for my son. I pray my son will work out his salvation with fear and trembling to worship the Lord that he will not be a weak man in the Lord but that he'll be strong in the Lord. So when we speak of relapsing, the Bible tells us, hey, if you know the Lord, 
than to be strong in the Lord, to know his word, to hear his word, and it will change things. To know what the Lord says. And as we study the word, we see that, man, this growing in the Lord, it's not like a casual thing. Right? We just don't go as Christians, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, it's just going to be the Lord. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says work out yourself. The Bible says to run after the things of the Lord. We hear all the time of this athletic expression that Paul says, I press toward the mark, right, toward the prize. There is this running. It's not a casual thing as we know the Lord. Listen, I don't know if you know this. We live in a broken, messed up world that brings hurt and pain. And so if we know the Lord, it's to run after him. Knowing his word, so we see it's not a casual thing. And can I tell you something too? As I study this, you understand it's not a quick thing. And, and for us in our culture that everything is like right now, it's not a quick thing. Like I know you want a cheeseburger. It's like right now, there it is. You don't even have to go to McDonald's. Just call somebody. They'll deliver it right here. to Open it up. Hey, right here's a cheeseburger. We have fast food. We have everything's right at our fingertips. We don't even know the answer to something. All we have to do is ask Siri and they tell us the answer. We don't have to look at a book. So then when we think about our walk with the Lord, when you go back to the workout thing, you know, those of you who like to work out, you know, that's not like a fat, that's not happening in a week, right? You go to work out, trust me, you're not going to throw 225 on the bench and go, I've been at this for a week. I'm ready to go. You may want to spot her. You know it's a long-term thing to get stronger. One man said it this way. He said it's long obedience in the same direction. Can I tell you Tuesday night, that's why tables are so wonderful? Because it introduces you to people who have long obedience in the same direction for a long time. It introduces you to those people. This is why the church is so important. That's why we gather together in groups and tables and, and mentorship and discipleship. Why? Because I know some of the older people, they're cranky, right? But there are some, right? They've been doing this a long time and they love the Lord and they've been serving the Lord. And you'll be surprised at the turmoil that they've gone through. And it's so helpful in your walk with the Lord. Seeing growing stronger is not a casual thing, a quick thing. And as you study this, you'll find it's not an alone thing. This is called a group workout. This is where we, we, we come together. There's this sad thought out there that people who, who say, you know what, I can follow God, I don't need the church, I don't need other people. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we do this together. Amen. The Bible says this is a group workout that we, we grow stronger together and have accountability and help. And I know some of you are thinking, man, you're taking this workout thing way too far. So let's just go to the Bible. I'll show you what it says. 1 Corinthians 9.27 says, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. Or 1 Timothy 4 says it like this, have nothing to do with irreverent or silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. 
For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So growing strong in the Lord, this is what we do as a church. This is why gathering together is so exciting. That's why Tuesday night is exciting to gather together and gather together in tables. Why? We want to grow strong in the Lord. Why? Because there's this tendency, whatever your struggle is in here, to fall back into it. Whatever it may be. And so growing strong in the Lord. And the Bible says, what is the strength? The strength is in the word of God. The strength is in knowing the truth of what God says. Colossians 3.16 is so incredible. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. The Bible says the word of God will change things in your life. So that's why we work to study it. That's why when we gather together in a church and Bible study, we don't go, eh, it's just not a big deal, I'll bail on it. It's, it's not something to bail on. Why? Because knowing the word of God, it is what I pray for my son, that he will grow up and be strong. How? He'll know the word of God. It gives him strength. So the first practical thing to not relapse is to be strong in the word. Second one, I told you I'm practical. First is to be smart, or excuse me, first is to be strong. Second is to be smart. So the Bible says this in Philippians 1.19, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. I love this. To, To be able to apply God's truth. It's the application of God's knowledge in our life. So it's not only being strong, it's taking what we have and learning to be smart with what the Lord gives us to to use the Lord's truth. Beginning of this verse is so incredible. It says, it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. What is this? This is the love of God that changes things. See, when we begin to read God's word and we know his love, we'll begin to fall in love with God's word. God's word will stop being a list of rules. Yeah, the church just wants me to follow rules. No, no. When you realize God's love for you, that he sees all of us in sin, and that he loves you, and that he sent his son His only son, right, to come to be a sacrifice that Jesus dies on the cross so that we may have forgiveness of sin, that we may have life, that we may be saved to have a new life and we find salvation only in Jesus Christ. When we realize that love, it changes the word of God. We begin to go, man, this isn't just some knowledge stuff. This is some life stuff that changes my life and it it means something when you read it, you realize, man, this is the Lord's truth. So it's not just about being strong, it's about being smart. I'll tell you, I, I use this story all the time, and who knows if last time I was here I used this story, but my father, when he first came to know the Lord, he wouldn't go into restaurants like Applebee's. 
My dad was an alcoholic, and so he wouldn't go into Applebee's. And you say, well, what's wrong with Applebee's? They don't have good food. No, 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 not about food. He wouldn't go into Applebee's or restaurants like that because there was a bar in the middle of the restaurant. And, and he, for him that had been transformed in that life, right, Don? He wouldn't go around those things because not because he wasn't strong enough, but for him, he knew I got to be smart here, not strong. He knew that, hey, I got to, it's not about, well, you know, Jim, you just need to be stronger and tougher and you just need to be able to do those things. He goes, no, no, in some spots, it's better to be smart than strong. And so this is the discernment in our lives to not relapse, that we look and go, the Lord gives us truth and I need to be strong in the Lord. But we ask the Lord for discernment, this wisdom to go, Lord, help me to be smart so I don't fall back into that. Give me wisdom. Again, this is why we come, back, come together and this is why you have people who have been walking this walk for a long time because they'll be able to pour wisdom into you. I was telling the story the other day and somebody, you know, I was telling the story about Applebee's. I said, my dad wouldn't do that because he said, man, I don't want to go around that. I don't want that temptation around me. And the man said, yeah, and my friends keep inviting me to go back to the Applebee's. I thought, Right, this is the battle. I taught youth group for many, many years. I was a youth pastor and worked with students. And I would tell students, I'd sit with students, go, hey, you want to honor the Lord? You want to be pure? So if you're in your house in the basement and there's no lights on with your girlfriend and your parents aren't home, you don't go, well, I'm strong enough. No, you're not. You got to be what? Smart. So you don't put yourself there because you know that's a weak spot in your life. So when I think about the Lord's word, right, we, we need to be strong in the word, but we also need to pray for discernment to be smart and wise so we take that knowledge and have discernment. Can I tell you, every Tuesday morning, the elders of the River Church, we meet. One of the first things we do, we pray. And what do we ask the Lord? Lord, Help us to be smart in you. Help us to have discernment. Lord, may we not fall back into the old way of thinking or may we not be deceived, but we ask the Lord for discernment and wisdom and how to lead and how to walk. And when it comes to our life and our walk with the Lord, yes, we work to be strong, but we pray to be smart come around other people and ask them, give me, give me some wisdom. Again, going back to the tables, help me to see. And you sit down and go, man, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Those people that have been walking in this walk for a long time, they look at you and go, yeah, I thought about doing that 20 years ago too. It's not wise. Thought about this friendship or this place to hang out or this place to go live. So the relapse, we look to the word, tells us to be strong, points us to be smart. And then lastly, Galatians 5.16 says this, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
This third part is that we, those of us who know the Lord, have to walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Sadly, people have turned this into, no, being filled with the Holy Spirit is this feeling. No. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, the illustration there, when we look at Ephesians, it's like a boat and a sail. You set your sail and the Holy Spirit is leading your life. So this third part is being led by the Holy Spirit. See, I know as a Christian, I don't do this on my own. Because I couldn't make it on my own. I need the Lord's strength. I need the Lord's help. And Jesus said right before he went to the cross, I send you, the helper is coming. And so, to be filled with the Spirit isn't a feeling. Is it, it's being led by the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, that starts at the cross. See, we can't be filled with the Spirit without the cross. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 that those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior receive the Holy Spirit. It says if, if you don't have the Spirit, then you don't know the Lord, is what Romans 8 says. So we know that when you accept Christ as your Savior, right, the Bible talks about us being the temple of God, receiving the Holy Spirit. So it starts at the cross. And maybe you're here tonight, and we've been talking about this Christian relapse, and maybe you're here and go, listen, Pastor, I, I don't think I'm a Christian. I don't know if I've ever trusted Jesus Christ. My hope is, my prayer is, tonight the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart saying, hey, I have life for you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart to hear the truth. And maybe you're here tonight, and tonight, You accept Christ as your Savior. You put your faith in Jesus as Lord of your life. You repent of your sin and you're saved unto a new life. The Bible says when you're saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. So if you are in here and you have received the Spirit, the Bible talks about being filled. And what is that? Well, one, you can't quench the Spirit. What does that mean? You can't be putting garbage in your life over and over and over again and expect to be led by the Spirit. You, you, you can't be kept hearing lies and filth and all of that stuff. It quenches the Spirit. But it's coming and saying, Lord, I want... I want to submit to your ways. Holy Spirit, lead me. And the Bible's specific on what the Holy Spirit does when he leads you. John 16, 13, it says, when the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, here's what the Holy Spirit does. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. What does the Bible say the Holy Spirit does? He reveals to us the truth of God. 
He helps us to understand it and to see it. So tonight, as we talk about relapse, I don't want to be a Christian that falls back to that old ways. There's this temptation to fall back to the old ways. And I know you're sitting there going, but you're a pastor. You have temptation. You betcha. I don't want to fall into that temptation. I see where it leads. I look at people's lives and their families and their children. I look at the lie of the devil, but I know the truth of the Lord. So to not fall back. I have to fight to be strong in the Lord. To know his word. Ask the Lord for discernment and help that I'll be wise. I put people around me to be wise, to be smart. Then I look to be filled with the Spirit to say, I don't want to quench the Spirit. Lord, you saved me. May I be filled with the Spirit. The other term is to be in step with what the Spirit would have me to do. To listen to God's truth and His will. So I hope tonight, one, if you've never accepted Christ, when we wrap up, you find a table leader and say, hey, I don't know if I've ever accepted Christ, and they would love to show you how you can for sure know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But wherever you're at, if you know the Lord, maybe you'll use this to practically help you this week to not fall back to the old way. Whatever that is, that we may have a long, consistent walk in the same direction following Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we sure thank you for your word. We thank you for your strength. We thank you, Lord. We have the Holy Spirit. Lord God, may Lord, may we grow strong in you. Not fall back to the old ways. We thank you. We praise you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.